the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is, well, it's Thursday, November the 3rd, 2011. This is episode number 102 of Purple Mafia, which is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a major appreciation for myself and, of course, for Dylan Richardson and the sportstuff.com. The voice you heard introducing me at the beginning was, in fact, Dylan Richardson, <laughs> calling me Paladino Joey. I'm, of course, your host, Paladino Joey Legend. Thank you always for being a part of things. It is so awesome indeed. Yeah, notice it's Thursday. Just a, just a little teeny tiny bit late with the game review, aren't I? So it's going to be a, yeah, it's going to be a game review, but it's not going to be the freshest game review that you would have liked because, well, I did record the show was Monday night. And in into Tuesday night, I was kind of two-part type of deal where I had to split things up because of my schedule, but, um, well, everything's gone. It's all gone. <laughs> Erased. But the good news is Anthony from L.A. did call in to the show, and he's all his call, excuse me, which was meant for this particular game review, will be live on it. I mean, it was, it was on the previous one that got erased, so I apologize again for you guys out there. This is late, but no, Anthony from L.A. will be on board. Purple Mafia, episode number 102, and in fact, we're going to have him first before anything else. Then we're going to do the Facebook and Twitter. We're going to start with the Twitter. We're going to kind of actually merge the two, Facebook and Twitter, like I do this year a lot. Um, it's going to kind of be a lot of commentary, mostly between myself and you listeners out there that were kind enough to post on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to briefly preview the Packer game. In between that, I'll probably... Uh, yeah, in between that, I'll talk briefly about the stadium situation, which, well, went way down and improved a little bit. So, it's getting kind of dramatic over there. Uh, it's like, you wonder what to what to believe. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Am I going to be a Bears fan? Are you going to be Packers fans? Uh, what's going to happen? Hmm. Are we all going to be Packer fans? Ooh, within about two years? No, yeah, that would probably not. That would probably take a little longer. It'd be really interesting to find out what happened to the base and where would they go. Should the Vikings leave town? Would you really cheer for a Viking team that moved to the city of Angels? Especially with those gosh darn Lakers that moved out of Minneapolis. I mean, can any of you really stand... Okay, sorry, Anthony. But <laughs> outside of Anthony from L.A., can you really stand the Lakers out there? Guys, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a hard time liking the Lakers. Okay, I, Magic and Kareem. Yeah, that was a little, a little bit different, but... I still like the Celtics a little more. Yeah, even then. Um, okay, maybe not. Mm, whatever. Wrong show, wrong sport. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Um, let's just go. Let's just get going. No more messing around. No more bleeping around. The Minnesota Vikings pull off a victory in Charlotte, North Carolina. 24-21. to A very strong effort, again, by Christian Ponder. He absolutely is the uptrend, just like I've been talking about all season about Christian Ponder, just like I was talking about in the preseason, just like what I was talking about when we were in the mode of let's kind of, let's try to move past McNabb into Christian Ponder, because he is such a fast learner, he is the stock that gradually rises, and eventually, you know, when it's, when, you, when you're in a stock like that, it eventually becomes a blue chip super stock, like the Microsofts, like, uh, I don't like to say it, but Apple, okay, and I know Apple got the whole podcast thing going, but yeah. Well, uh, uh, let's just say I'm kind of on the Android side of that fence. I'm just going to kind of leave that as is, not try to be too big of a jerk. Um, at least not not too big of a jerk. Yeah, okay. And yes, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. 
Okay, let's continue. Um, great victory for the Vikings. Uh, two nice rookie quarterbacks going at it. Cam Cameron Newton struggled against the Vikings in a big way. Well, actually, no, he didn't really struggle. He's the defensive line gave him trouble. Anthony Vermelli gets to that uh, right about right about here in a second. I should just let him talk first, to be honest. I'm kind of jumping ahead of things a little bit. So, yeah, here's Anthony from L.A. What's up, Joey? Anthony from L.A. Got a win. Very excited. I know we probably did kind of dodge a little bullet there because uh, I know our secondary did not play well at all. Uh, granted, we did. We were missing a couple of guys. I know Cook, who knows, he may not even be back. Probably not, I would think. Uh, but Winfield, he should be back after the bye, I think. And maybe, you know, we should be a little more solid, at least on the uh, number one wide receivers that we go against. Because Steve Smith was just making crazy catches. But uh, Ponder looks, you know, his rookiness came out a little bit with the whole getting nervous in there, running around too soon, I think. And uh, But he throws nice, quick, fast spirals and, and leads the receiver well. His accuracy is a little off sometimes, but. At one point, I think he only had four incompletions. I think he was 10 of 14, 120 something yards, touchdown. Not bad. Didn't see that from him. Uh, and the defensive line frustrated Cam Newton with the sack fumbles and, and pressures, blitz, stone blitzes they were doing. They just couldn't get to him. Uh, I saw Greenway <laughs> had a couple shots and, and bad angles, you know, just couple bad angles on, on plays like that that Cam Newton went scramble on, scrambling on. Um, but it was a good game. It was a good game. Down to the end. And good thing I had my little blowing machine that, that uh, knocked that, that kick out the way right there at the end. <laughs> All right, Joey, that's good. And I thank you once again, Anthony from L.A., for that call-in. Awesome call-in, man. Awesome call-in. Awesome points. I uh, hope you listeners uh, like to hear what he has to say. It's some good stuff. It's always welcome here on the Purple Mafia show, the Purple Mafia pod. Now, Purple Mafia show. I don't like even call it the, the P word. Um, yeah, the secondary. Yeah, the secondary let the Vikings down yet again down the stretch. It was extremely frustrating. We're going to get to that in a teeny bit as we get deeper into the game review but no, the secondary really was a frustration once again, and it's one of those situations. <laughs> Gee, and I feel like I've said this 15 times, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Cedric Griffin is damaged goods. Absolutely damaged goods, and I'm going to make a bold prediction on Cedric Griffin's uh, future with the Minnesota Vikings. I do believe that Cedric Griffin will be cut before, before the regular season of 2012. That's right, Cedric Griffin will be cut before the regular season of 2012, in my humble opinion, giving the way for um, somebody. Okay, maybe I shouldn't even be predicting him getting cut because there's not that much behind him. But, hey, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the guy does end up getting cut at some point because he has not improved. Uh, his, he's, come, he's got two ACLs, on, uh, one on each different knee, excuse me. Uh, boy, things are getting bleak in that secondary, aren't they? Yeah, damaged goods. The guy can't really guard anybody. His attitude is kind of crappy, too. It's just a combination of just total crap. Boy, oh boy, this secondary. Man, the future for this secondary looked so good a year ago, didn't it? Yeah. When Cedric Griffin was, like, healthy for a little while there. Yeah, he was healthy for a little while. That was nice, wasn't it? And when Chris Cook, before he had the uh, meniscus in his other knee, injured, he injured the meniscus in the preseason the first time. Chris Cook, yeah. Yeah, about Chris Cook. <laughs> yeah, we addressed it on the last show because the whole situation occurred on Saturday. Uh, during the Saturday, I believe. Yes, it was Saturday. Uh, or Sunday morning. I can't remember. Saturday, excuse me. Yes, it was Saturday. And it was like, what the hell? What's going on here? And then you got Sutter Griffin, of course. I, yeah, who I'm talking about will not be returning. And Underfield's getting really old. Asher Allen isn't very good. Burton, I'm not really sure where to go with him. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, oh, my. Mm. Mr. Raymond, of course, but he's a safety. Uh, <laughs> the safety position is mediocre at best. 
Abdullah and Sanford, that's pretty young and pretty thin. Abdullah is absolutely the best of the bunch there. I love Antoine Renfield so much, but he's getting old. Chris Cook, you talk about talk about guys getting cut. Yeah, Chris Cook almost certainly is going to get cut with the way things are headed. Not looking good for the guy uh, legally. He was starting to step up as a player before all this took place. His attitude was already a question mark. His character was already a question mark. Now his future is a question mark. His future, like free life, at least for for a while here, is a question mark. Will he be a Will he be a Michael Vick situation where he'll wind up in jail for a couple of years and resurface with another team? Watch. He's just that with Atlanta. Okay, who cares? Who cares where he signs? It's just a matter of what the hell's going on. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, other points you made, Anthony. Christian Ponder looked pretty good, yeah, but the, you know, the accuracy's a little in question. I even uh, a little conversation, we'll say, on Twitter with uh, Kevin McMahon, Viking fan page on Twitter. We'll get to that very shortly, uh, where I'm like, hey, you know, Christian Ponder does look good, but he's he does overthrow people a lot. Yeah, and he does. Christian Ponder does overthrow people a lot. Unfortunately, he overthrew Devin Aroma should do. Uh, he overthrew Shanko. He overthrew Harvin. It's just kind of like, doggone it, man. <laughs> Some of those passes, if they were a little bit more accurate, it would have been a major... There would have been some more stuff going on here. There would have been a, maybe a uh, one or two. You know, at least the drives that have been sustained. But no, as I mentioned, the stock continues to rise for Christian Ponder. That's right. Look at the numbers. In his first week as a starting quarterback, he his uh, completion percentage excuse me, was about 49 what was it this past week? 64. His yardage about it was, it was a little bit higher too, 236. 18 of 28 officially completed. He threw one touchdown and no interceptions in this game. Very strong performance by Christian Potter and a passer rating, not a quarterback rating, but a passer rating of 102.7. Cam Newton's passer rating, by the way, 117.6. That is outstanding to go along with three touchdowns and no interceptions. His completion percentage, 63. His yardage twenty ninety nine. <laughs> just just kidding. To see you, keep you guys on your toes. Two hundred and ninety. That was kind of a weird number to come up with. Um, strong strong go for both quarterbacks. Both of the teams look. You know the future looks pretty bright with these two guys. Uh, Adrian Peterson strong again. Very weak first half. We'll get to that shortly. I'm kind of jumping ahead again. I got to cut it out. <sighs> yeah. The defensive line did get to Cam Newton. It's just what pissed me off. And, yeah, they did get to him all day. They forced two fumbles out of Cameron Newton. That was a big deal. Newton did not throw interceptions, but he did lose the ball. You get you get two turnovers from the uh, Carolina Panthers. That's big time, baby. That's big time. You finally get a defense to create some turnovers to make some takeaways. This defense lacks the ability to make takeaways. It's a huge frustration for myself. And for many a fan out there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the defensive line, as I mentioned, strong. But at the same time, they kind of let us down late in the game. We'll get to that again later. They kind of let us down them. And the secondary let us down. And the linebacking core is mediocre, in my opinion. And in many people's opinions. What a funny day, though, too. Two veteran, very veteran kickers missed 31 yards in this game. And uh, Longwell did make a 31-yarder much later. We'll get to that again shortly. I'm, again, bouncing around too much. Thanks again for the call, Anthony from L.A. Those of you out there, again, I would like to call in, or I would like you to call in. I'm hoping more people start calling in. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. The numbers do indicate there are listeners out there. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I'd like to uh, have some of you please call in. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook page. Please do facebook.com forward slash uh, Purple Mafia Show. Simply click the like button when you go there. Same t- situation with Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Follow that if you could. Please would be also terrific. So let's actually start out with the Twitterama. <laughs> Whatever that means, right, guys? Bouncing around over here. We can go to the Facebook group. Twitter is just being Twitter, if you know what I mean. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's being Twitter. Uh-huh. So, yeah, especially, yeah, let's just get back to this. Uh, 
Bernard Berrien, now this was after late in the game last week, Bernard Berrien was deactivated in the previous game, and then he was cut this past week. So yes, Bernard Berrien is finally gone. A lot of us have been waiting for that for quite a while. Bernard Berrien is finally gone. Good riddance to him. <laughs> End of story. We'll just leave that as is. But unfortunately, another story to go along with this, Anthony Herrera dealing with an ACL injury again, and that totally sucks. We got some comments in that subject right here, right now. Tony Coleman says, having Berrien out would be a good thing. Herrera, not so much. <laughs> Brent Jacobson makes a really cool comment here and says, Bye-bye, Berrien. Don't let the Lord hit you where the good Lord splits you. Boy, do I miss hearing Brent Jacobson say that uh, on the air, you know, in the in the call lines. That would be so terrific if you could call in again sometime, Brent. He says, by the way, I hope you land on your feet, but now with your division rival, that being Bernard Berrien. Maybe he'll go to the Bears. Uh, oh, there's your division rival. Uh, Anthony Batista comments about that. Of course, seeing Anthony Relay commenting about the Packer game says, well, even after a loss, I'm still excited about seeing this team go to Carolina where we have problems playing there. <laughs> the only knock I got on Ponder is he was a little inaccurate. And the two picks. Other than that, he almost beat the fudge. Also, I'm pretty sure Ponder is our guy for the future. He has a killer demeanor look. And he led this team and showed emotion, which I like. So we need a wide receiver who is tall and fast. And since Ponder is our guy, McNabb can be the backup for the year. Shouldn't they start using Joe Webb as wide receiver? He's already on the team and knows the plays. He should be a starter at wide receiver. That's a big statement by Anthony Batista uh, on the receiver part. There's a lot to talk about. Um, but no, uh, Ponder, yeah. Ponder has mentioned, you know, you had a uh, not shaky, you know, pretty darn good first start for Christian Ponder last week against the Green Bay Packers, the previous week, anyway. Sounds like last week it'd be Carolina. Now it's been so dang long. <laughs> Sorry again, listeners, about that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I absolutely think he's the guy of the future. Uh, it's been a fantastic climb. It's, it's nice watching this guy climb, and who knows how high he will, in fact, climb. It was going to be fun to watch. Um, Donovan McNabb has been a nice backup for the Vikings in terms of he's been the perfect, the perfect guy for the type of situation here for a guy to get benched and support the young rookie starter in Christian Ponder. He has been wonderful behind the scenes by, from all indications. Donovan McNabb gets a gets a gold star as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the Vikings being a good citizen. That's right, Donovan McNabb gets the gold star for that right there. That is, that's just fantastic. Thanks for that, Donnie. Okay, Donnie, that was goofy, but fact. So uh, uh, I disagree with the comment about Joe Webb as a starting wide receiver. As a wide receiver, okay, sure, he's got that Antoine Wendell, Al Kohler, Dell Stewart thing going on a little bit. But starting wide receiver, uh, yeah, we're very thin at the position. We've cut Darian already. But I, I don't know. I, I, you know, uh, let's give him extended time at the position first before we name him a starter, I guess. Obviously, he's got freak athletic ability. I mean, if you can see him catch and run, yeah, if we see him catch and run, God knows the guy could be flat out gone. And that would be pretty damn sweet, actually, to be honest. But as of right now, he's the third-string quarterback, and the Blazer sucks. <laughs> yeah, the Blazer sucks. It's absolutely useless to this point. Sorry to somebody out there that my... Uh, <laughs> disagree with that comment, but <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say about it. I don't really have much positivity to offer in terms of the blazer. I, I, sorry, I, I just can't see that as a positive thing as, uh, as of the time being. Let's move on quickly here. Dan Taylor posting the report officially about Brian released by the Vikings. He says, I'll say one thing for Frazier. He's been great at clearing out the deadwood on this team. Medea Williams, McKinney, and now... Bernard Barrian. So, yeah, he gets a he gets a purple mafia clap, not a covenant clap, as Paul Allen would say. He'll get a purple mafia clap uh, for that. Uh, you know, that's he has finally completed the trifecta right there. Medea Williams, McKinney, and Bernard Barrian, three guys I would have liked to see off this team, and they're finally gone. Yeah, we're missing McKinney in terms of the offensive line, but McKinney was part of the disappointment at the offensive line. And... Uh, he, he got his butt kicked a, a week or so ago. 
that was a good thing. <laughs> I don't think his, his improved play, his improved demeanor and, and attitude is going to last in Baltimore. Does anybody really believe that? I sure the hell don't. <laughs> no, I sure the hell don't there. Brent Jacobson's comment about Chris Cook. Here we go. Brent Jacobson says, if the allegations against Chris Cook are as they appear, then covering Calvin Johnson or Greg Jennings will be the last of his worries. I hope I would say this if Cook were a Packer or Dallas Cowgirl, but let's not rush to send him to St. Cloud, Oak Park Heights, or Stillwater Prison. Allow the facts to come out and let his and his defense be heard. How do we know she wasn't a co-aggressor or something like that? How many, uh, many of you all remember about Tawny Kitan and Chuck Finley years ago? She hit him with a stiletto heel shoe. And then was and then when arrested and charged, she leveled a ton of allegations against him in hopes of deflecting blame to him. So yeah, I mean, good point there. I don't completely remember that, but I kind of yeah, I kind of do remember that. Of course, Chuck Finley, a very good pitcher back in the day. Um, hmm. Good point though. Uh, you never know. There are some crazy women and crazy people out there. Things happen, and who knows? Who knows? And sorry for for labeling women there. So let's just move on. Tony Coleman says, I kind of want Ponder to stop running around behind the line of scrimmage and start passing. Again, a good comment there by uh, Coleman. Yeah, I mean, it does get old if a guy just hugs and then tucks the ball under and just runs all the time. But it, it looked like Ponder definitely improved in that area because you, I mean, you look at the numbers, he only ran like, was it, five times overall in the game officially. When you look at the official rushing numbers, not as bad this week as the previous week when it seemed like he just wanted to run, excuse me, it was four times, only four times, four, four yards along a five, so the guy not getting too crazy with the running this time around. Thank God for that. <laughs> Tony Coleman says, whoa, we won. Yeah, you got it like that. That's crazy. <laughs> and it was just amazing. I'll get back to the Dan Taylor comment when I get to the end of, uh, I'm going to get to the Twitters first now. I'm going to go back to the, uh, the mentions. So we can kind of conclude how things go with the game. There were some, uh, you know, it was a fairly interesting day with the, the tweets back and forth. Not as crazy as the previous week or so when there was people were arguing about what uh, <laughs> what we should compare Christian Ponder to. Not too many mentions, honestly. See, now the first half of the football game, Adrian Peterson. Okay, great. We're going against the second worst run defense in the NFL. Yep, second worst run defense in the NFL, so what happens? This happens. Adrian Peterson gets the ball, and... Yep, that's a familiar sound. It is. Two yards in a cloud of dust, unfortunately. And it's like, what does this continue to happen? Even against the worst defenses, the worst defenses start looking like the Steelers, like the Arizona Cardinals did a few years ago. It's just like, why does this have to continue to happen to the Vikings? Why does it always happen to us? I guess it's because we're just not as good as we'd like to say we are, huh? <laughs> but whatever, Adrian Peterson in the second half took took over in a big way, did score a touchdown, looked like He-Man doing it. It was just doggone amazing the way he uh, just pretty much carried Carolina Panthers with him. But then we get to the comment when I said, yeah, I like Ponder, but he does, he, he does overthrow people a lot. Kevin McMahon, who is Purple Fan Page, responds with, better than dirt balls, at least he's trying. And it's like, my comment is, well, it's, I wasn't trying to rip Christian Ponder. It's more or less, I'm just stating the facts. I'm just trying to talk about what I'm seeing. I'm making an observation. That's what hosts of sports podcasts, sports shows, sports whatever do. That's what we do. We make observations, and we talk about them. And uh, I'm not trying to rip the guy, Christian Ponder, but he does overthrow people. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's trying. Of course he's trying. He wants to be a starting quarterback. And he wants to be a star in this league. And uh, that's just the way it goes. But no, I mean, no offense taken from Kevin McMahon. Of course not. I can't get offended by a comment like that. It's uh, just, hey, you know, I know he's trying. I respect that. And, of course, I'm not ripping Christian Ponder. I think he's absolutely fantastic. He's the most positive thing on this team since number four, first Don Purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. Obviously, 28's been here since 07, so that's further back. <laughs> we'll move on. <coughs> Excuse me, that was gross. Well, not gross, but that was, uh, yeah, weird. 
All right, yeah, the Vikings, you know, they're back and forth. They come out of the gate looking good again. <laughs> and, they, and, of course, the second half, Vikings looking awful right away, right out of the gate. Vikings looking awful in the second half. Like, again, it's like, here we go again, the same old crap, different week. Carolina just marching down the field on multiple multiple plays there, multiple drives. For touchdowns, Cam Newton obviously get finding receiver in the end zone. All three touchdowns were uh, touchdown passes by Cameron Newton. That's what had 21 points. But then the Vikings miraculously take a three-point lead on a 31-yard field goal. Remember that number, 31-yard field goal by uh, Ryan Longwell. That was nice. We'll take it. Of course, he missed a chip shot earlier. Again, remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, here we go. Vikings just need to make a stop with two minutes and 43 seconds left in the game. And it's like, how many of you out there were super-duper confident that we are just, oh, we're going to stop the Panthers and we're going to win this football game? <laughs> I basically asked that. Dan Taylor responds with, I'm terrified. This D hasn't shown me that they can get a stop when the pressure's on. And no, they haven't. And no, guess what, folks? They did not. They did not really do that in here. Because, yeah, we all know what happened to Olin Omari. We'll get to that here in a very brief second here. But for a moment, for a moment, the Vikings defense was making us believers. Yeah, you can get 7 million sacks from the NFC Defensive Player of the Month, Jared Allen, which uh, Leslie Frazier so aggressively wanted to uh, mention on the Dan Barrero show just a couple days ago here. Um, yep, Jared Allen, NFC Player of the Month, deserving and everything. But let's be a little clutch once in a while. So yeah, here we go. The Vikings get the Carolina Panthers down to 4th and 14. This is it. <laughs> Deep in Carolina territory. We just need to make a stop. This game is over. We just run the run up or whatever. Whatever it is. <laughs> Do the defense make the stop here? No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. In fact, they really don't make a stop at all. No. In fact, they so badly blew a chance put this game away. I couldn't even believe it. I'd like somebody to fill me in on this, too. Can you fill me in on this one? Who the LaFell is Brandon LaFell? Seriously. 44 yards. There wasn't a secondary, there wasn't a defender within about 10 yards of the guy. And Brandon LaFell makes a 44-yard reception. And it's like, you're just like sitting there going, but... Are you bleeping kidding me? Hello? Hello? I'm, I'm, I'm just like grabbing my face going, oh my god, we just, we just gave them all that. Why? <laughs> Why? 44 yard game. It's like, well, we lost this game. It's over. Carolina continuing to get first down after first down. Steve Smith, Greg Olson. Oh, just what a fun time indeed. Oh, what a fun time indeed that was. What the hell. <laughs> but then luckily, the Vikings are able to stop the Panthers with about with a yeah, with a chip shot field goal range. Yeah, this game's gonna go to overtime. How exciting. It's more or less the Panthers were running out of time. More or less. More or less Panthers are running out of time. Kick the field goal. Yep, time to kick the field goal. Oh, Linda Mare. All this, you know, experience. He wears number 10 because his hero was Pete Stajanovic, former Miami Dolphins kicker. Later on, Kansas City Chiefs kicker, Pete Stajanovic, number 10. Great kicker. Olin Omari then wore number 10 for Miami, which I'm sure was a nice little dream come true for him. Later on, here he is with the Carolina Panthers all these years later at age 38. And he put up an absolute... <laughs> Did he make the kick? Oh, no, he didn't come close. It was uh, way off to the side. I mean, a full air ball. Oh, my God! <laughs> Gotta love that. The Vikings actually win a football game on the road. You could, I, I, for some strange reason, I could just sense, well, he's going to miss for some reason. I have a sneaky feeling he's going to miss and we're going to win the football game here. And that's exactly what happened. And Viking fans, celebrate. There you go. There's your victory. There is a victory on the road. 
How wonderful indeed. How wonderful indeed. <laughs> um, I'll get to the other post here really quick first. Vikes Princess, this is what I was ranting about. This is a disgrace because the Vikes defense is giving up. Vikes Princess simply says, oh yeah, that's Lisa. But then Dan Taylor on Twitter and on Facebook commenting about the victory. He says, finally, finally we get some good luck. Two wins, baby. <laughs> I got it like that. And yeah, we finally got some good luck. We needed that. It was a cute little victory and we'll absolutely take it. Taylor with a more detailed response on the Facebook page, not group. He says, wow, what a game. Win or lose, it was a, it was a fun game to watch, which we weren't saying a few weeks ago. But finally, but to finally get another win, it's just awesome. Ponder looked good again, still runs too much, and can be a bit erratic. Again, similar takes between with myself, Coleman, and Batista, Anthony Batista. He says, but he looks good. He looks great on third down. And he has a great play-action fake, which I 100% agree with. The man is legit. AP is a monster. Even when they shut the run down, he had a lot of yards in the passing game. The D was a mess with a truly awful secondary. But Jared Allen is playing like the defensive player of the year. Wow. So not only defensive player of the month, but defensive player of the year for Jared Allen, which could, yeah, be a case if he breaks the record here. Yep. He's breaking Vikings records as he goes. It was an insanely lucky end of the game. But in two games of Ponder, it just feels like the season is turning around. Skull, everybody. And I can't disagree with anything Mr. Taylor said there. Young Mr. Taylor right there. Great takes. Absolutely fantastic. Who could disagree with that? Seriously, who could disagree with what Dan Taylor just had to say? Fun. You know, this football team is fun. The stock is rising. The stock is rising, and I appreciate it oh so very much. The fan base is uh, getting more excited, and it's helping the show. Flat out, it's helping the show, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm more excited as the host of the show, as a Vikings fan, as anything involved with this franchise whatsoever, which will not play in L.A. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the, uh, the There is a reason to be optimistic, and it's really an absolute pleasure and absolute joy to watch Christian Ponder as the quarterback of the Vikings. I am going to really enjoy covering this kid for the next several years here on Purple Mafia. This is going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. I <laughs> There's going to be a lot of buzz going into next season. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of buzz going into next season. Sebastian Balls, remember the prediction you made the that Ponder would come in and take the Vikings all the way to the Super Bowl and go Tom Brady and win it? <laughs> Who knows? I think it's too late record-wise for something like that to happen, but it's like, who knows how good this Christian Potter is going to be. Anything could happen. And like I said, last season, leading into the draft, the Vikings need to get lucky. Yes, just like the Packers got lucky. Aaron Rodgers slipped all the way down to the Packers. The Vikings, they, and, and people, some people's opinion reached a teeny bit, being Ponder was probably going to go about 16th. Uh, he's looking like a starting quarterback in the NFL in a big way, beyond a starting quarterback. A quarterback that can win football games on the road and at home. A quarterback that can rejuvenate a fan base and a team <laughs> at the same time. It's uh, spectacular. We appreciate that also very much. Thanks again, Dan Taylor, for the comments. Do, listeners out there, do again follow and like the Purple Mafia show Facebook page and Twitter. Please do that indeed. Facebook.com forward slash Pro Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Pro Mafia Show. There you go. There you go. We're going to take a quick break and we were going to preview the Green Bay Packers game after the bye. And then we are going to talk about. Okay, actually, no, we're going to switch that around. Stadium first and then. Yep, we're going to talk about the stadium and then preview the Packer game briefly as well. Not going to really get have hot and heavy in the Green Bay Packers. It's just... Uh. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm going to say what I can when the time comes.
And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 102, which again is a reminder for iPod users, Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 players. Thank you again for joining the Purple Mafia show. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Again, don't forget to don't forget the call line, 209-736-7877. Alright, enough of that. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Stadium talk. Yeah, stadium talk. I'm gonna give you what I can here. And again, again, guys, forgive me for forgive me if I might seem a teeny tiny bit dis- disoriented, kind of back and forth a little bit. Oh, we're gonna do this then. Oh no, how about now? It's what happens when you record a show like twice, and you just kind of, I, I don't know, you just feel kind of funky when you're <laughs> And I apologize, guys, for that. I just uh, I'm doing the best I can to give you a quality show without being crappy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's as simple as that. I'm trying to give you quality without being crappy. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. The stadium talk. Well, just about well, just about a day or so ago here, I believe it was Wednesday. Yeah. Mark Dayton was basically like, "Well, sorry, we're not going to be able to do a special session for the Viking Stadium after all, because oh, those gosh darn Republicans aren't uh, working with us or whatever." It's just like, great, here we go. So we're just going to play politics again. Thank you so very much, all of you. By by, by the way, on both sides. Thank you so much, all of you on both sides, for just being jackasses for one for one reason or another, and basically like, okay, well, we'll just worry about this in January. That's basically what they were going to say at that point in time. Like, oh, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do taxing. We're going to want to do this. We're not going to do that. We're just going to just walk away and screw it. Isn't that terrific? So then this morning, this Thursday morning, Thursday, November the 3rd, there was a release from the Capitol saying, well, we pledge to get a to pass, we pledge to pass a Viking Stadium bill this year. So for that, we, uh, <laughs> for that, we appreciate <laughs> that also very much. And uh, the way they the way they want to go about it is Racino. They want to go about it with gaming or Racino. They officially just said gaming, which most of us would assume could mean a Racino or gambling situation, which again means well less public funded dollars, a lot less. That's more like by choice. You choose to gamble, and to be a dummy and gamble your money away. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it goes to a Viking stadium then. If you choose to be a dummy and gamble your money away. And uh, there you go. <laughs> so being, you know, why not go that route rather than, <laughs> yeah, see, that's people willingly just throwing money into the hat. Maybe the guy, maybe the people win a jackpot and they go home happy. But at the same time, if you lose, well, you still win because you keep the stadium. There you go. There you go. Just don't gamble all your money away, folks. Please. I saw way too much in one of, in my service job in the past. Please don't be compulsive and gamble. Your, your paycheck away on, on every Friday or every other Friday or whenever you get paid on Thursdays, whatever it is. Don't gamble your paycheck away. Pay your bills first and then <laughs> pay your bills and then maybe, maybe gamble what you can if you really enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's just my personal advice. I'm sure you won't listen anyway, but I'll give it because I, because the microphone is mine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's something I'm sure I would hope to God people can back a little bit easier than public funding. Yeah, the public funding, it's like me, I just want a doggone stadium and really uh, a seventh penny on a, on a, on a seven like pack of bubble gum or whatever is not going to break me, folks. It's just not... So I'm not too worried about it, yet at the same time, the corruption here is the state, you know, you get the stadium uh, sales tax increase because of the Metrodome. Well, 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 gosh darn it, that sales tax is still there because, gosh darn it, well, because it can be. And we don't know where the money's going, do we? No, we don't. The same with the target field, I'm sure, 30 years from now, we don't know where that money's going. How can we? So that's where my frustration would come in. Even though I will support the stadium, no matter how they do it, just do it. As long as you're not actually hurting people <laughs> somehow, longer, you know, yeah. As long as it's not pure, utter, complete corruption, <laughs> <laughs> I 
let's get the stadium done. That'd be nice. The corruption indeed does come where the taxes don't go down and they don't even tell you where the money's going after the stadium is paid off. I mean, i got to think the Metrodome was paid off a while ago because prices went up when you have a percentage to uh, (laughs) a dollar or whatever the heck it is. And something that was worth a dollar then is worth five bucks now. Okay, you know, or not that much, but we'll say two fifty, something like that. Yeah, the stadium was paid off a while ago. It was not even that expensive of a stadium, the Metrodome. So, uh, well, what was it like? Was it twenty million or forty million? I think it was probably like twenty. Yeah, maybe sixteen. It was not very expensive. Um, uh, I can't remember. I should have looked it up. I apologize for that. But, yeah, that thing had to have been paid off eons ago, honestly. So, where did Sam Hill's the money going? Where's the where's the billion dollars, basically? Well, maybe not that much, but probably about 300 million bucks by now. Where did it go? Where do you think it went? Probably in lobbyist pockets, lawyers' pockets, and politicians' pockets. I'm sure it did. That's where I'm annoyed. That's where, actually, a lot of people don't always go back and consider the thought of maybe a permanent stadium or uh, recreation of some kind, sports and recreation sales tax, which would constantly go to stadiums and or public parks like basketball courts, baseball fields, stuff like that. Why not? There you go. And that could come from that all the time. There you go. But maybe like a 30-year minimum for like a new stadium for, yeah, like the lease has to be up. There you go for that to even happen. The lease has to be up. A 30-year lease would have to run out by then. And speaking of which, the Vikings 30-year lease is up. So let's get it done, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As that one guy would say, get her done. And that's what I say, get her done. So that's my conclusion on the stadium talk. And we're going to briefly preview the Green Bay Packer game. Vikings and Packers in Lambeau Field right now. It's going to be a very entertaining football game. Um, just like the one in the Dome. Certainly a lot more life. There, There is a pulse with the Minnesota Vikings. There is a pulse at the quarterback position that was not there earlier this year and absolutely was not there last year. We were dead men walking, especially against those Green Bay Packers. There is an absolute pulse right now with the Viking fan base, the Vikings, and, of course, (laughs) against the Green Bay Packers. It is a very fun deal right now. Ponder and Aaron Rodgers. Cool. Cool to see that type of duo going on right now, that type of right now. It's entertaining stuff. I appreciate what both quarterbacks bring to the table. Aaron Rodgers is playing at a historic level right now, and there's no reason for me to believe the Packers cannot continue their undefeated ways against the Minnesota Vikings in Lambeau Field. Despite the fact I think the Vikings will play one hell of a football game, Adrian Peterson did rack up 175 yards against the Green Bay Packers the last time the two played, and Christian Potter debuted in a nice way at home. Unfortunately, it won't be the same, but then again, was it really a home game? I mean, there's a bajillion Packer fans there, as there will be a bajillion Packer fans in Lambeau Field. Packer fans are just they are louder than Viking fans for whatever reason. Much to my chagrin and much to other people's chagrin. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Um, ultimately, how do you beat the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> you, <laughs> you just play better than them that day, I guess, at this point in time. The Packers are so good right now that uh, there's no glaring weakness. Though, really, obviously you can you can run on them. Yes, you can. Though on the road, i got to think it's going to be a little bit tougher to run on the Green Bay Packers. There's going to be a lot of energy in that building, like there always is. Um, Christian Ponder's going to have to have an awesome game to, for the Vikings to win. He's going to have to have a Randall Cunningham and Lambeau Field in 98 type of game, I think. And who knows, maybe he will. It's just unfortunate that it's not we're not 4-0 like we were in 98 at the time. When he went into Lambeau Field and pulled off one of the greatest victories of all time, and you know, in Viking lore, it is just that will always be in my that game will always be I'll always remember it so well. I mean, how could I ever forget the rainy night in Lambeau when there was too much moss in the end zone? <laughs> I mean, that was so awesome. Um, the Vikings do not have a young Randy Moss type receiver to go with Christian Ponder right now. That's quite unfortunate. That is quite unfortunate. Some people would call Percy Harvin that, but he is a slot receiver. He is a completely different player. So, no, we don't have that guy. Um, It's going to have to be Christian Ponder flat out blowing up. And for whatever reason, the Vikings' defense plays out of their mind and gets turnovers with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have to be at turnovers 
from Aaron Rodgers to defeat the Green Bay Packers. And again, as I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers is playing at a historic level. As you guys have noticed, <laughs> his stats are off the charts, absolutely off the charts. And by the way, the last game the Packers played was against Minnesota, so there's nothing new to go on going into this game. That's why I mentioned it was kind of a brief deal with talking about the Packers. You're kind of going on what you saw already. Um, yeah, the Vikings, for the Vikings to win in Lambeau Field, they're going to have to force at least at least two turnovers, if not three, um, a minimum of two turnovers for them to beat the, the Green Bay Packers. And, of course, Ponder's going to have to have a 300-yard game, I believe. Yeah, it's going to have to be one of those type of games. Peterson will have to have over 100 yards on the ground. Yeah, they're going to have to play the better, their best game uh, in, a, in a long time. They're going to have to play probably like the Vikings played against the New Orleans Saints in the NFC Championship game without the turnovers. That's what's going to have to be. And uh, who knows if this team is capable of doing that. With a young quarterback and the elite uh, running back, who knows. Wide receivers, well, we had Sidney Rice at the time, and Berrien played his best game as a Viking at the time. <laughs> yeah, that guy, Berrien. But Berrien's gone. So maybe Aroma should do blows up. Maybe Michael Jenkins has a huge game. Maybe Percy Harvin just absolutely explodes. Or maybe Adrian gets 200. Who knows? But the Vikings are going to have to have one of those games where we remember it 10 years from now, just like the 98 uh, Lambeau, the rainy night in Lambeau. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. So with that said, I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers to win a thriller 38-31 to in Lambeau Field on the 15th, I believe, is the date. Sunday coming up. Uh, 13th, excuse me. It is going to be a thriller. Yes, it is. But the Packers will win in the end, 38-31. to Christian Ponder will have a good game, but it won't be quite enough for the 8-0, the soon-to-be 8-0 Green Bay Packers. And no, I'm not a Packer fan at all. I'm not win because I like them or love them, but they are a great football team regardless of what we feel about them. Regardless. It's just the way things are, again, unfortunately. Oh, so unfortunately. <laughs> it is going to be a fun battle to see these two teams duke it out, though. Yes, it is. Packers will win, though, unfortunately. So with that, we're going to go on to the contact details. The sportsstuff.com does have a message board. Simply go to the website, then click on TSS boards. Then you can join, click register, join those forums. They are split up in divisions which means you can talk to, you know, all your comments will be with other division rivals. That'll be terrific. Why not make things interesting? That's what Dylan Richardson's idea was there. Gotta love that. Do join those message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Don't forget the Facebook page and group once again. Facebook.com forward slash <laughs> Pro Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Pro Mafia Show. I already talked about those. The voicemail is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. And, uh, yep, if you want to look me up on Facebook, you, can, you know how to spell my name by looking on iTunes or on thesportstuff.com. Go ahead and look me up on Facebook. Maybe you can message me on there if you want. You can add me as a friend. You're all more than welcome to do that. Got a, I got a long way to go till I get to that the maximum of 5,000. I mean, a long, long way to go. So <laughs> feel free to add me if you feel like it in, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, on Facebook. So, that's terrific. Thanks again for listening, guys. I, uh, oh, real quick, though, before I go, I gotta mention this. Yes, indeed. I hope you didn't leave yet. <laughs> Purple Mafia, well, me, it is lawn cleanup season. In fact, I've already started it, believe it or not, yet I'm still recording. So, that's encouraging um, in one way. Second Shift makes it a little bit more possible to do shows while I'm in this extremely busy month of November and April each year when I do lawn cleanups, spring and fall cleanups with the lawn service, which is my second job. Um, so just mentioning, if I'm not able to do a show at times, that's because I'm just way too busy and there's nothing I could have done. Uh, also, I will not be doing a show next week because of the bye week. There's no reason to do it unless maybe the Vikings pass some stadium bill. But then again, that's not supposed to even happen right now. But unless something crazy happens, some big news happens, there will not be, uh, episode 103 will be after the Green Bay Packer game. Yes, there you go. That's a way to gauge it. It will be after the Packer game in Lambeau Field, after the Vikings' big-time upset victory. No, oh, I, I hope so. But no, after the after that game, uh, that's when episode 103 should happen. 
But uh, again, if there's no shows at times, don't be alarmed. It is because I'm just too busy. But I will be back sooner rather than later because this is not going to last as long as maybe some other times. The, the spring ones tend to last longer, unfortunately, and the Vikings aren't even playing at the time anyway. So, though we do have the draft, yeah, funny. <laughs> That's a pretty important thing, too. But, um, yes, bear with me. As always, <laughs> let's hope and pray that something good does happen with the Viking Stadium front. But, uh, as mentioned, if there is any type of major special news, there will be a, probably a less than half hour uh, special edition like I like to do, or maybe up to a half hour, depending on what happens. And no, Chris Cook getting cut will not deem a special edition. So just so you know that. All right, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back sooner rather than later for episode number 103.